Hello, and welcome to the episode where I get counseled right on the spot. (laughs) My name is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast, and I have struggled with some really debilitating anxiety. It started at the beginning of summer of 2022, and I feel like I'm finally on the other side of that. And I have heard and believe the saying of speak from your scars, not your wounds. And so I didn't really want to share this publicly until I kind of got a handle on it. And the way I really started to heal was through this podcast called Renew Your Mind. And the host of the podcast agreed to be a guest today. So I'm so excited to interview her. But one thing I want to unpack before we get into the episode is I didn't really get to touch on how debilitating this panic attacks and anxiety had become. The feelings of panic kind of exasperated into just feeling trapped in all kinds of random places. Like even a booth at a restaurant, if I was in the inside, I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't get out. And I felt trapped and, and that would lead to feelings of anxiety. I talk about this on the episode, but at the very beginning when I didn't really understand what was going on, the anxiety was so bad. My mouth would just outbreak in canker sores, not femur blisters. Those are contagious, but canker sores, which is just a sign of stress. And it was so painful. Like I couldn't even eat, which would lead to headaches. It was just a disaster. When these panic attacks began at the beginning of summer, I knew I eventually had to fly and I was so nervous about flying and I had so much, most of it was in my head as these feelings are, but I just had so much anxiety over irrational things, most of them. And sometimes, you know, legit amid things that we should be worried about and renew your mind was something that like the Lord was telling me like renew your mind. And when I found her podcast, which is recalled, you know, renew your mind, it was so healing for me. And this conversation is also just beautiful. And I love the way she unpacks how we deal with anxiety. So I know you're going to love this episode. But before we do, I want to share the review of the week. If you are new here, we are trying to get to 250 reviews on iTunes, and I give you a shout out. If you leave a review, I will hopefully read your review on the podcast. So here is a review from January 10th that says, I was scrolling through TikTok when I saw a post about this, specifically about this most recent episode, the way I have needed this podcast. I have struggled with literally everything she talked about, and it truly helped me get out of the awful rut that I'm in. I've prayed and prayed for help getting out of this feeling of darkness, and this was the answer God sent for me. Y'all, I mean, who says God can't use TikTok or a podcast or whatever else? I am so thankful for this review, and we've had a lot more since the last time I've read, so I look forward to reading your new reviews, hopefully, and maybe a few more of these, but I'm so thankful for all of you. All right, I can't wait any longer. Let's get into this episode. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hi, my name is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast, and I'm so excited to have the host of the Renew Your Mind podcast with me. I found this beautiful woman because I needed some renewing of my mind. I started having panic attacks. We're going to get into it. This is basically a live call with me being uh, mentored, uh, (laughs) counseled, all the things. Hi, Diana. Hi. Oh, this is so fun. Like we, You and I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm so excited to be here. Good things are going to happen though. 
So I reached out to this wonderful woman. I was like, love your podcast. It's been so helpful. I would love for you to be a guest on my podcast. And I'd love to tell you why, but I really want to record that conversation live. So it could be, you know, off the cuff and her, you know, first evaluation of, of all the reasons I needed for renewing my mind. So we're just going to go for it. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, my friend. So I, this past summer, went on a camping trip with my two daughters, my best friend and her daughter. This is a girl's trip we've done for like four years and camping in the woods, of course, as you do in a, in a tent, like the actual camping, you know, there's no RV or, or cabin or whatever. Um, and I found myself legit, like having a panic attack. Everyone was asleep. I'm laying on the air mattress. Like I have everything I need. I am not dying, but I started to think, Oh my gosh, how, how would I get to a bottle of water if I needed one? Oh my gosh. What if I wake up hungry in the middle of the night? Like I have to, there's food in the cooler in the car. Where are the keys? Um, what if I can't find my chapstick and I cannot live without my chapstick. Just like all of these little, you know, again, my life was not in danger, but these little things that was making me freak the heck on out, like heart racing, like all the things I was just like totally undone. I probably laid there staring at the sky until 3am. It was lovely. And worked myself into such a frenzy. I came back like two days later, my mouth outbroken in canker sores. Like I could not even eat. Mm. I was getting headaches because I couldn't eat. I was grumpy as all get out. You can ask my husband. <laughs> like I was like, what in the heck? And so I thought I was like, well, maybe I just had the wrong toothpaste. Like I just was like, okay, whatever with that. Well, we later went to Hilton Head Island to visit my dad and I have been on his boat 40,000 times. My dad actually lives on a boat in Hilton Head. So fun fact, we get on his boat. And again, I started having like a panic attack. It was the feeling of like, oh my gosh, what if I can't get off? What if, like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I was like, okay, this is not just, and that, then after I have broke out into the canker sores and I'm like, okay, this is not just my toothpaste. I'm worrying myself into a frenzy. And the reason I want to talk about this on my podcast is obviously, um, you know, for therapy. Um, but I started having conversations with girls. I do online mentoring and this would just kind of come up in random and people be like, Oh my gosh, I freaked out too. We were blaming maybe travel after COVID. There was just different reasons that a lot of girls could relate to this conversation and they were embarrassed. Like, Oh my gosh, but it's so embarrassing. Like who freaks out over being in a tent? Like who freaks out over being on a beautiful yacht in the middle of Hilton head, you know, like these were ridiculous things to have a cow over, but it didn't matter because I was totally freaking out. I love it. <laughs> well, I would say I, um, the last thing I, I like to write things down as I'm talking to people. So I wrote a few things down, but the last thing I wrote here was who freaks out. And then you gave several yeah. examples who freaks out. And my answer was normal people. So, you know, if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, everyone else is fine. And I'm the one freaking out half the time, everyone else is freaking out mm -hmm. in their own way, in yeah. their own head as well. And probably part of why you wanted me to join you for this conversation yeah. is I hope my podcast is, is just as honest and authentic as yours is. And the whole reason I started doing what I was doing was because I had tried to be like a good Christian woman my entire life, do all the right things, go to church, be in Bible studies, have decent friends, get married, stay married, have a couple kids, volunteer at school, recycle, 
say kind things to the clerk at the store. And I'm like, if I do all this stuff, everything will be great. And yet I was waking up with anxiety every day. So you probably reached out to me because it, you're like, okay, <laughs> she knows exactly what I'm talking about here. And let me see what she has to say. But because I have found and now use some, um, well, I kind of made my own tool to help me slow everything down because what you have going on, here's another thing I wrote down is what if, when the brain spins and what if you will put your brain into some, it could be a panic mode, but it could just be stress, anxiety, doubt, uncertainty, confusion, all of those. So it, for some people, it'll just lead to, to feeling like they're stuck and other people, it might go all the way to panic, but it's all coming from the, the same thing. So I used to wake up every morning and my brain would go, I'm supposed to be worried about something. What is it? And I'd start cycling yeah. through my life before my feet even hit the floor. Are bills caught up? Uh, it, is everything out at the curb for the, for the trash? Um, is the furnace working? It broke down last month. Oh yeah, that's working. You know, like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I, and I would keep going until I found something I could latch onto and worry about and feel anxious about. And I don't know, you know, there's so many speculation by, I study psychologists all the time. There's so much speculation about why. I don't even care why. Mm. It, it's just something that happens to all of us. And instead of trying to figure out why, there's lots of reasons. And we, we all have different ones based on our yeah. own upbringing and, and influences and surroundings and circumstances and education and all of it. So what? What can we do to get ourselves out of it? So I... <laughs> I just went deep dive into trying to figure it out. So I got mentors. I had my church mentor. I kept reading books. I became certified as a life coach. And I started going to these master level trainings. And finally, I was like, I have something that's actually helping. So I just put it together in a really simple tool. And I'm going to use this with you today as we keep talking. Bring it on, sister. Just three things. To in any moment, whatever's going on, if you're in the tent, if you're on the yacht, if whatever else it is. If we can just like, if, if it was like a movie or something, you know, we're watching Netflix, we can grab a remote and we can hit pause. Whatever it is in our life, we're just going to hit pause and we're going to look at three things. What do I think? What do I feel? What do I do? I'm telling you, this is the magic. This is the magic sauce to getting more emotionally healthy. If you want to do it, you can get help from other people. And a lot of times we need help from other people. And sometimes anxiety could be chemical imbalances or hormonal imbalances that need to be adjusted. And so you still want to do that. This isn't in place of any of those things if those are appropriate. But a lot of times all we need to do is hit pause and examine what do I think? What do I feel? What do I do? And what if I changed one of these? What would happen? And I'm telling you, one little shift in one of those things can change everything. So I'm looking forward to like checking that out with you and seeing what we find out today. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. Yes. And I, and I do want to mention, yes, a hundred percent. This is why I found you because when I realized, uh, you know, something's awry here, <laughs> I was like, you know, well, what is it? What does the scripture say about this? Renew your mind. And I knew that in these instances I was safe, but I wasn't reacting in that way. And so how, well, how can I fix that? And so I'm like, Oh, renew your mind. That's my first step. And 
Googling your podcast, um, it came up and I'm like, oh, I love this girl. I love this woman. <laughs> you're just clear. And as you said, you, you've been there. You, you're a woman who woke up, where do I go? And um, so, yes, just really related and was like, I've I binged like a thousand of them and recommended it to all my friends. Anyways, um, so yes, and, and that's where I kind of am today. I feel like since then, there's been a lot of healing, but where do you want me to go next to kind of unpack this? Well, what? why don't you tell me, let's just take a look into this. Uh, by sure. let's find one recent time where you had okay. this kind of panic thing going on. And I want to give you some, I call them tools, but it, it's like little strategies or tools to, if we were to like look back on it, where we can hit that pause now, especially that it's over. Sometimes pausing in the moment's really hard, but once it's passed and we want to go back and examine it, we can start examining it and then pause right in a moment. So what's one, let's do it. What's one time recently where you felt some of this panic or anxiety come up for you? You want to go back to the tent when it first happened? You get to pick. Could be something uh, just recent or you could use that event, whatever you want. Well, I purposely uh, scheduled this with you after I knew we were getting back from a cruise. Um, I want to cruise through work and I was like, do I even, I had the opportunity for a free cruise to go to work, but I'm like, do I even want to go? Because that means I am on a boat that I cannot get out of with history of freaking out in said situation. But I did the dang thing, Diana, and I'm so glad. And I, I look back with 100% thankful and it was very good. But yes, there was a moment on the ship when we first walked down the hall, you know, with no windows, feeling very small, getting to the room and it was big enough, but it's a cruise ship and it's small and the teeny tiny bathroom. And I was like, <gasps> having a little bit of like, okay, okay. Um, there are, there are life vests if I need to jump overboard, like thinking of all the worst case scenarios. And, um, but yes, I definitely had, if the camp was a 10 panic attack, this was like a, a six, but just a little bit of a, like, let me just, let me just sit here for a minute. So we'll go to that moment if that sounds sure, good. Let's do it. That's what I was doing. I was freaking out. <laughs> Where were you when you really noticed you were freaking out in the room? Um, and I wouldn't say I was freaking out. I was just a little nervous, but yes, uh, we were in the room and you know, my husband's like, Oh, look at this. And he's like going on the balcony, like a crazy person. Um, and like, you know, uh, unpacking the stuff, not really a crazy person. He was just, I was like, Oh, I don't want to get into the balcony. And then I just need to sit here for a second. And so I was like, just sitting there and just taking some slow deep breaths and reminding myself I was okay. Um, and doing a little bit of the tools that I've learned, like just, you know, calming my breathing, calming my mind. And, you know, in five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm okay. Okay. So you might be surprised to hear this and I would tell you, there might not be anything for us to do here on that. Maybe <laughs> we'll go to the tent one because yeah, what's the problem with you having some anxiety and panic at a level six and sitting and working on your thoughts to get through it? Is that a problem? No. And I, I think that I, maybe I should say that's the win that we've come so far. Okay. I think we probably should go, back to the, we should go back to the tent where I was nowhere close to being well, okay. Let's just stay here. I love like I, the pause button is my absolute favorite thing. Just for everyone listening, let's just say that one more time and then we'll go back to the tent. But you getting on the ship and walking down the hall and there's no windows. And by the way, the one time I went, I went on a cruise and I won't go again because I get severe motion sickness. I mean, in cars, even when I'm driving, I might get motion sick. So I don't. But when I was there, my room had no windows. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when you said you went on the balcony, I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been so much better. But yeah. what I want to pause and say here is going down the hall with no windows, getting to your room, feeling, having thoughts like I'm stuck and I'm feeling the panic and, and the, all the what if stories. 
and then sitting on the bed and breathing while your husband does whatever, and you uh, like recentering yourself on what's true. Okay. You probably, you know, what if, and you might've even had some thoughts, like lots of people go on cruises and very few people have problems like 99% or 99.9% of the people that go on cruises never have any safety or illness issues. They just have a fine time and there's not a problem. So it's not a problem that you had some anxiety or panic come up. That still happens to me. I feel like my anxiety, you know, if it used to be like running at 60% of the time in my life, now it runs at 10% of the time. Awesome. But I'm a human being. I'm a normal human being. And I'm going to have those moments. So that's why I just really want to pause. And anyone listening, that is a win. Yes. That's not a problem. That's just being a human being with a brain and emotions. That's why I feel like I've come so far. Like I I did, I was excited to have this conversation after the cruise because, you know, it's certainly possible that I I would have freaked out a lot more and it would be like the tent situation. And I'm thankful that it wasn't. And I I think I credit that to listening to the podcast, finding these tools, but, um, but yes, I mean, this was six, seven month process of, oh my gosh, where did this even come from to, to, yeah, a, a six, probably even a five of a like, I'm not comfortable right now, but I know the tools to bring myself down. So, and it's okay to not be comfortable sometimes. Yeah. I think we think we always have to like, oh no, I'm panicking. Panicking is bad. I shouldn't be panicking. I'm doing this wrong. No, panicking's not bad. It's your brain doing normal function. Our brains were designed to look out for danger and keep us safe. God made our brains amazing. If we open our back patio door and there's a bear there that gets on his hind legs, we're not going to think, what should I do now? (laughs) No, our fight or flight response is going to kick in and we're going to shut and lock that door, hide in the basement and call 911 without even thinking, what should I do? That's how fabulous our brains are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that kicks in when there's not a real danger. Sometimes it kicks in because some thoughts pop up that trigger our brain to think there's danger. And and that that's normal. Yeah. Do you know that you can book a call with me? Yep, just you and me. We can talk about boys or faith or finding your calling or what you want to be when you grow up or anything in between. My passion, as you know from this podcast, is to be who I needed when I was younger. And I book online mentoring calls all throughout the week. I have a calendar where you pick a time that works for you. And we just set a phone call, date, and make it happen. Usually I'm walking around my neighborhood. You can do whatever you want. But we're going to just get to all the good stuff. Sometimes all you need is an unbiased third party who has your best interest at heart. I want to be your adopted mom, cool aunt, best friend, whatever you want to call me, but let's get real. Let's get honest. I would love to be your mentor. Check all the information at katiebulmer.life. So, so let's go back to the tent. Okay. Let's go back to the tent. I just, um, it was a, it was in May, um, Memorial Day weekend. And so the weather was, was, pleasant. It was nice. It was so at night, but I was like sweating. Um, I could feel my heart racing and, you know, I try and calm myself down and, and get cold and put the covers on me and then freak out again. And I mean, every fear you can think of, I have a friend on Facebook, high school friend who I haven't talked to in a million years, but, um, they went camping and a tree limb 
fell on her, on her son. And so of course I'm stacking out the trees. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about all, all every worst case scenario that could possibly happen. I am playing through my brain and um, it's not shocking that I was yeah. freaking yeah. out. What happened to her son, by the way? Um, he's okay. But I mean, he, he was at hospital and it was, it was very serious for a while, but he's okay, okay. now. Again, that sounds like a normal experience. Not yeah. one where we usually like, oh no, we need to hide out because there's trees in the world. Right. <laughs> I better stay inside. Yeah. No, you're so right. And I remember you saying that um, uh, even like fearing getting in a car accident, like how many more times have I gotten in the car and arrived safely at my destination than been in even a fender bender, you know, like I was in one bad car wreck in college, um, but I'm still here to tell the tale, you know, like, uh, and so why should I fear every single time? Like that's, that's just silly. So anyway, yeah, like if we look at real, well, real quick, and then we'll go back to the tent. But like statistically, so if we use the driving in the car, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time that I drive in any vehicle, there are no mishaps. Yeah, and so like if you were going to go in to have brain surgery to get rid of something, and they're like, "Do you want to do the surgery or not?" And you're like, "I don't know. Brain surgery is a big thing." And they're like, "Well." You know, there's a little small tumor in there that's growing. It's not cancerous, but it's just going to keep growing and eventually it'll cause a major problem. But Mm -hmm. with this surgery, with the size this mass is right now, the success rate is 99.99999% rate that the tumor will be totally gone. You'll heal 100% and you'll have absolutely no issues. But if you leave it in, you will have some. So what do you want to do? You're like, oh my gosh, those odds are fantastic. Sign me up. Okay. So anyway, we freak ourselves out about these like crazy things that will probably never happen when if we really critically thought about the odds and all that, we'd be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not, that's not a problem at all. Okay. So you're in the tent and you're sweating and panicking. Why? For no real danger because of the what ifs that I've worked up in my head, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's as simple and as terrifying as that was. So you're terrified because your brain is giving you what if questions about unlikely dangerous scenarios. Basically, yes. That's it. Yeah. There's sentences in your head, running through your head about unlikely scenarios and that's why you were panicking. Yes. Great. It sounds silly now, doesn't it? <laughs> in a good it's way. It, it's not. This is what we all, this happens to every single human being in the world. Yeah. Well, maybe not. The Dalai Lama, <laughs> a couple other, you know, mind gurus who just yeah. are at peace no matter what. But it might sound silly when we talk about it, but the reason that, and this is the kind of conversation I love to have all the time. The reason we do this is because it's like, oh, oh, we've seen a different perspective. Oh, this isn't like hard to understand phenomenon that's happening. What we've got here is some something that makes sense. There are thoughts in my brain that are scary, so I feel scared. Aha, got it. And in doing that, mm. we can see I, I have some, yeah. I, I'm actually, hmm, I'm actually the one who can control what I think. I've done it before. Like my brain just doesn't do thoughts autopilot all the time, there are times I think things on purpose. 
I wonder if I applied that skill to this, what would happen? Yeah. So what do you think one of the main things you were thinking, if you were to distill it down to like one or two main thoughts, I know you were spinning in a lot, but, and, and when we go back and look at a situation, it's not like we're going to necessarily get exact, you might not remember exactly what you were thinking, but we can be somewhat accurate. So what do you think one of the main thoughts was going in your head? I was worried that I would be hungry and not able to eat because I'm over here at 2 a.m. at this point when, you know, dinner is long gone and something deeper. I um, have had hypoglycemia issues like my blood sugar gets really low. And so then while I have never had any serious episodes, of course, fear, not getting food, being hypoglycemic, you know, having, I get migraines, none of this is very likely at all, but I have had this in the past. So Worst case scenario, you know, I'm going to not be able to get food, which even if I woke up starving, I knew where the cooler was. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you guys go camping without food? (laughs) No, but like even it's, I'd have to wake everyone up, go, you know, because it's like four person tent, um, get outside, fumble in the dark to find a cooler that I just saw a raccoon by because I'm staying up late, like staring at the window. (laughs) So do I get out of the tent and wrestle the raccoon for food? Like, I'm sure the raccoon would have got away if I went shoe, but you know, this was, this is where crazy land was. So how far did you take this scenario? Apparently way too far. Uh, Because one of the things that I want to check with you is if you did a good run through of the worst case scenario, because a lot of times what we do is we don't quite complete. So our brain starts going down worst case scenario a lot. And, uh and then we never take it all the way to the end. Oh, that's actually a good question. I think it was just, what if I can't get food? What if I can't get water? What if I have to pee? What if um, the bad guys come get us? What, like, I, I don't know. I, I'll, if I do have to get, if I do try to get food, the raccoon's going to like attack me and then I'm going to have rabies. Okay. So let's actually go through, I'm going to walk you through a full worst case scenario. You're in the tent. It's 2 a.m. You're having trouble sleeping. What's the worst case scenario? I don't sleep that night. Well, like if you start noticing you have hypoglycemia, because it was about the being hungry, right? If you start noticing hypoglycemic symptoms or your stomach really rumbles and there's no way you're going to fall back asleep, then what would happen? Then I would find a flashlight, go outside the tent, find some crackers and some water, probably wake everyone up, but they'd get over it and crawl back in my tent and try to go back to sleep. So the worst thing that would happen is everyone would wake up and then you forgot the raccoon. You might have to like face a a moment with the raccoon where you try to shoot away and you're, you, you're like, there's that, there's that uh, 0.0001% chance this raccoon has rabies and it's going to attack me. It could happen. Cause we could even go down that road too. I, I don't know. What happens with people who get rabies? Do you know? It, it's deadly. Yeah. How soon? Like, could you get in a car and go to a hospital or? Yeah. You could go get a rabies shot. If you, yes, you, I think you have like five days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How close what you guys had a vehicle there? Yes. How close was the nearest medical center? Um, I would say 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, great. So the worst case yeah. scenario is you would wake everybody up 
get bit by a rabid uh, raccoon, drive yourself or have someone drive you to the medical center, be treated, and then what? Um, I call it a day, I guess. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that this is taking the worst case scenario all the way to yeah. the end. Then you come back the next day, you're exhausted. You've got raccoon bites that need to heal. You might be on antibiotics. You might have to go back for some more shots. Yeah. And, and I have to my stuff and be it. like, thank you for camping. I'm going home. Yeah. Like this will be a camping trip. I will never, ever yeah. forget. And the people with me, nobody will ever forget it. It'll be awesome. I might even get a little hysterical <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Um, people might, you know, it might be a great story. We all laugh about next time we go camping. Yeah. But like, that's the worst that could happen. Yes. True. And that's actually healthy to think it all the way out. All the way through. It's that's the brain spin. Yeah. <laughs> the halfway swirls, you get dizzy. But if you swirl it all the way, you're like, oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. And so this can happen with all sorts of other things. You know, people listening, it, it, if you're worried about money, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'm going to be short on my money for bills this month. Okay. Then what will I do? Well, because uh, let me let me just think back. Because I'm imagining, I know your listeners are are younger, and so it's it's before we hit our stride in our careers, and we actually have enough money for our bills. Sometimes, <laughs> some people have been lucky these days, with some good paying jobs. But a yeah. lot of us, when we're young, are still paycheck to paycheck. So I was like, oh my gosh, we're not going to have enough money. Sure enough, we didn't. We I was fifty dollars short for my final bill of the month, and so I was like, what am I going to do? Maybe I could ask my friend. Wow. For fifty dollars for the cable bill, and there there probably were a lot of other options, right? I could even call the cable company. I'm fifty dollars short. What do you do? Can we roll this? Can we split it over the next three bills? I mean, some energy companies do that. I don't know if the cable company does. There could be a lot of other options. Maybe I could apply for a, a credit card and pay it off. Maybe I could ask the bank for a five hundred dollar loan because I have great credit, or maybe I ask my dad. Who knows? Maybe I let it go late pay it next month and get caught up and have a, a late fee. Oh, well. So I can run through all yeah. the different scenarios and find out, you know what? I'm a pretty resourceful person. I can figure this yeah. out. We can also, we can look back on our life for tons of evidence of how we've figured things out. You know what? When that thing happens, I do figure it out. Like my, when my son was 21 and he got in a car accident and I was at a store with my daughter and I got a phone call on the checkout line and he said he was in an accident. And I was like, I was a life coach at this time. So I was like, I'm going to do what I tell people to practice. I'm going to practice this in the moment right now. What a great opportunity. What's, what do I need to ask? What do I want to ask first? Are you okay? He said, I'm okay. Great. Next question. Where are you? He told me where he was. Next question. Has anyone called the police? Yes. Someone called the police. Great. I'll be there in five minutes. And then, cause that's mm -hmm. how far I was. I said in my head then I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Now I could make up a whole bunch of stories about how terrible this is. We're going to need to shop for a car. He's going to have a concussion. He's going to be at the hospital. What if insurance doesn't pay? Blah, blah, blah. I could start running through all this. Or I could choose right now to just decide I will just take this one thing at a time because whatever happens, I'm a really smart person and I'm going to figure out the one next step and it'll be fine. And so I did it the entire time, all the way through him having um, chiropractic appointments, dealing with the insurance company with him, because he was only 21, he needed some help, to be reimbursed for things, buying him a new car, 
And I decided I'm just not going to panic once through this whole thing. I just wonder if it's possible. And it was, if I just was like, I'm just going to do the next thing. So when you're in the tent and it's like, what if we did run through that whole worst case scenario, right? And then you can realize, but that might not actually happen. And so if something does happen, you know, if uh, an animal starts scratching at the tent, if a tree limb falls, if I wake everybody up, if I end up having hypoglycemic symptoms and, and I'm ill tomorrow and I have to go. Yeah. You know what? No matter what it is, I could probably figure out the next step. Yeah. I mean, the, you just helped me so much. Like, um, so that was the beginning of the summer. And then I start traveling for speaking in the fall. So like around August, actually, I think was my first plane trip after that. And so because this history, um, I think it was the feeling of feeling trapped too, feeling I couldn't get out. And so um, led to the freaking out on my dad's boat. And then I knew I had to be in an airplane. And so I think it was so interesting though, is I, the fear of me freaking out was way worse than actually being on the airplane. <laughs> I get there and I'm like, okay, it's a little tight. Okay. But I got my seat and I took some deep breaths and it was lovely. And I sat by lovely people and I had a window seat and like, and I think the tendency is, okay, it sounds scary. I'm just going to not travel. I'm just going to not do things. I'm just going to like lay low. But I think I'm curious your, your thoughts on this, but I have found that the cure is just going forward and just doing this, the things that scare you and proving to yourself, like you said, I can do hard things. I'm a resourceful person. I can, I can do this. Yeah. So when we first started talking, I mentioned the three things I'm always focused on when I like hit the pause button, what you think, what you feel, what you do, you can choose to change any one of those and it will change what's going on. So with that worst case scenario, we worked a lot about, um, through what you think. Yeah. And so first you were thinking a bunch of what if stories and spinning in them. And so by going all the way through the worst case scenario, you're able to stop the spin and then you could choose, what do I want to think? And I kind of got you there without being so like direct about it. Like whatever, if something happens, I'm a resourceful person. I can figure out the next step. I've done it before. Like that could be a thought that you adopt in a moment like that. When you do that, instead of having the feeling panic, you have the feeling of competence or peace or some, you know, even relief. And honestly, when I say you need to change what you think, what you feel, what you do, if you're going to change what you feel, you have to change what you think. I mean, they're all linked together. They're all linked together. So I like to start with uh, changing what you think whenever you can. However, there's a lot of research and there's a lot of people out there teaching this. And I really believe it's true, especially if you've got a goal or something you want to do. Like if it's your goal to like, I'm just going to get on the plane And I'm just going to think thoughts that everything's going to be fine. And I'm just going to engage with the people next to me and read my book. Um, You're in a way you're changing thoughts there, but, but you're choosing specific actions you want to take. And then when you take those actions, it's like a cycle. It's a, it's a big loop. What you think, what you feel, what you do. And then when, what you do changes, what you think changes. So after, once you were on that flight and it was going okay and it was lovely, what do you think you were thinking about flying? No, it's so funny because I've always loved flying. I've always loved. And so I was like, where did this even come from? This fear of, of traveling at all. And so, um, I think I'm answering your question correctly and just saying that I was like, I love this. Like, I, I love this again. And, and where did all that fear come from? Yeah. Because you made decisions about the, the behavior 
you chose behaviors you would have. You were actually choosing thoughts too. That a lot happens way subconsciously, but you chose specific behaviors you would engage in. And then you use that, used what you do as evidence of how the kind of experience that you could have. And then when you have that evidence, you can use that to fuel your thought. I love this. I do love yeah. travel. This is okay. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I think it was my second flight of the season. I um, was trying to fly to St. Angelo, Texas, and my layover was in Dallas. And it was the time of year when, I don't know if you saw, it made the news. They got like a summer's worth of rain in one day. Like the whole Dallas Fort Worth area flooded. They were grounding all the flights. So I never even make it to my final destination. I had to, I was the keynote speaker to 500 people and I had to do it from the Dallas Fort Worth airport. Um, They got me a room. It was, they were very nice and again, very lovely, but it was and like, I never got my bag. My baggage went to St. Angelo, but I didn't like I, the security guard, like thought I was trying to get past the baggage, uh, past the security when I was trying to get a baggage claim. Like it was a crazy mess of a travel, but that whole time I was like, but I'm safe. I am in comfortable clothing that I'm going to be wearing for 48 hours. That's fine. Um, but I'm in the Dallas Fort Worth airport. I have money. I could buy snacks. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but I, think, I feel like that although they didn't work out the way we wanted to, it was almost like, okay, now I'm cured. Like it was almost like, because all those flight things didn't work out the way you want it to. It was, it was almost a breath of breath of fresh air. Like even when those things happen, they're like, Oh, I, I can do this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're like a walking billboard for, I don't have to stay in anxiety and panic. I can choose thoughts and I can choose what I want to do that will change it. And you did it. That that was really through the ringer. That would send some people into like, oh my gosh, and they would be a wreck for days. Well, it's funny because I I thought that I would be, but I maybe I, I'll give all the credit to your podcast because that's when I was in deep of it. But I was like, but I'm safe and I'm fine, and I have a lovely hotel room at the Dallas Fort Worth airport tonight, and I will get my flight back home tomorrow and get home even earlier than expected. Like it's all fine. <laughs> yeah. When we first, when you and I first talked on the phone, you said that my podcast had changed your relationship with anxiety. I, I was floored. I'm like, that, that is exactly why I created my podcast. Yes. I coach people. They can hire me to help them and all that kind of stuff. But as a, a Christian, you know, it's, it's not like, I mean, it's kind of like, this is my ministry in life. It's not like a church ministry. So I've got this weird in between, like, yes, I take money to help people, but I wonder how many people I can just help who never hire me. And that's why I started the podcast. I'm like, I could help thousands of people around the world. And so for, and sometimes people tell me how it helps, but for you to give me such a um, impactful way that it helped you. That's a huge life change to move out of panicking with travel to yeah. being empowered to just yeah. walk through each next step, no matter what happens. Yes. Well, I will be your poster child for testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm going to share this. You you share this episode with me and I'm putting on my podcast and you're yes. going to be the poster child. Okay. Sign me up. <laughs> I love it. But yes, I mean, I, again, specifically wanted to have this conversation after going on the cruise, because I feel like we've come from the tent to the cruise. Um, while I don't know that anxiety is something you ever, you know, standing on the mountain, like I conquered you, you have the tools in your tool belt to knock it down and make it a lot less scary and, and much more manageable. And I feel like that's what the podcast has done. Um, and just taking these tools into practice. Um, and I'm just feeling so much better right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. 
I um I can't remember where is in one of my recent podcasts, maybe when I did the fruit of the spirit, but I was uh, but it was this idea that when we are at disease in our emotional maturity, you know, like we're really struggling with with emotions and stuff, like it's just the pendulum has swung too far to the troublesome emotions that disrupt our lives. That the emotional health is when that pendulum swings back to the middle. It's not that the pendulum swings all the way over to, I feel great almost all the time. No, it's yeah. it just lands in the middle where, yeah, sometimes we have disease in our emotions with anxiety or frustration or disappointment or um, even feeling a little bit depressed or grief and all that. And sometimes we're landed really well in patience and peace and and joy and all these other things. And then, but a lot of times, you know, we should just kind of be in the middle where we're capable of feeling all of it. And none of it means that something has gone wrong. It's just, this is the human experience. We're just feeling all the emotions God gave us. It's how we move through life. The emotions are there to help us process our experience on earth. So there aren't any of them that aren't helpful. I even thought once, and I think I even said on a Facebook Live, like overwhelm yeah. isn't helpful. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. Sometimes having the emotion of overwhelm is helpful because it can be a beacon of something that you need to change in your life. And so that, that emotion has come up, it's talking to you, it's it's relating to you, it's, it's part of your um, experience yeah. to know how, what do I need to do to move forward to bring myself back into that balance so my pendulum is not too far one way or the other. So every emotion is helpful. We never need to judge ourselves for having them. But let's just not stay in anxiety and panic the majority of the time or when there is no real danger. Let's figure out how to process it and move through it and then get back to that equalized state. That's so good. And even thinking like, yes, these emotions are a gift and they're all, um, they're all helpful. And just, you know, sometimes they can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like there's nothing to fear in that tent. Right. But like just realizing and understanding anyway, it's, it's so helpful. And I know. And it served you, it served you so that moving forward, you would examine it and decide that you wanted to work on whatever was going on and bringing that for you. So it was a great thing. And if nothing, yeah, you're right. And like, while that, that panic attack and those canker sores and stuff were not pleasant, I feel like it all gave me tools to better manage stress, even at a one or two, you know, or anxiety, because you can't, most people, like you said, almost everyone has some sort of anxiety. And so being able to just have the better tools to deal with it, I feel like while those extremes I didn't want to experience, now I'm better equipped for all, all sorts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I know that the people on the other side of our earbuds enjoyed this because we're not the only ones, as we said, who struggle with anxiety. So I feel like this was an amazing conversation and I want everyone to go check out your podcast, make sure they can, we'll put a link in the bio and everything, but give a shout out on how they can follow you. Sure. I, my podcast has been going for a couple years now. It is called, there's a couple with similar names, but mine is the renew your mind podcast with Diana Swillinger. And since you all are podcast listeners, if this was helpful to you and you want to have more practical tools on how to move through your life, we discuss just about everything there. So come on over and check us out. If you like it, you know, subscribe, hit the rating and review and, and let's support each other. So the more we do that, if you haven't subscribed and rated Katie's podcast yet, do it. The more people that rate, subscribe and follow helpful podcasts like these, the more other women who need to hear this stuff 
find it. So do it for both of us. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, thanks for that shout out too. I usually ask for reviews. So appreciate that. You're um, I am so thankful for this conversation and I can't wait to share it with the world. You are a blessing to me and I'm sure you will be to everyone on the other side of our earbuds. If you enjoyed this episode, I would enjoy you sharing it with a friend. If you take a screenshot and share it on your social, make sure you give me a tag at Katie Bulmer Life, and I will definitely make sure I respond. And thank you so much for sharing the love. Hey, and if you're new to the podcast, make sure you scroll back. We have over 100 episodes interviewing experts and 20-somethings and everyone in between tackling all the hottest topics you wish you knew, but maybe just don't. This is called the Truth for Your 20s podcast, and I'm so thankful that you are here.